From Tally to Cali, it's time to wake up. Warchant.com is your ultimate seminal sports source. And this is Wake Up Warchant, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. One more, now here's Warchant.com's ass on Hunch of Andy and Corey Clark. Wake up! What is up, everybody? It's Wake Up Warchant, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Coming up on today's show, that depth chart sure don't look that deep. More defections for Florida State as they are in South Florida for the Orange Bowl. Some other thoughts on Tate Rodemaker's decision to leave the program before the game as well. And we finally talk about the game a little bit. What is the path, the roadmap for Florida State to make this competitive and maybe shock the world? Wake up, board champs, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, Tallahassee, Florida, cptallybar.com, the website. You can also see the QR code on your screen. Takes you right to aforementioned website daily lunch specials monday through friday 11 a.m to 3 p.m only 8.99 comes with a side dish of your choice can't go wrong it's a corner pocket bar and grill y'all tallahassee florida warchant.com your ultimate semi sports source five-star rating five-star review um thumbs up subscribe all of that sort of stuff. Corey Clark's in the house. We're back, y'all. Shout out, uh, by the way, Corey, real quick. First responder, I think, from Davie, Florida. Our guy, Anthony, uh, Ira and I posted up at practice yesterday, and he comes up. He's like, what's up, man? No podcast today? And I was like, whoa, whoa, sorry, man. It would have been us recording on a Christmas night. But uh, we talked about Tate on Christmas. But uh, they're out there. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Glad to talk to y'all. Hopefully you're glad to hear us. How are you, Corey Clark? I'm good, buddy. The real question is, uh, how are you? How was the trip down? Uh, what was it like to take in the sights and sounds of a Florida State football practice, sort of, for 15 minutes? Oh, I thought you wanted me to talk about the drive. All uh, of it. Take it all down. Ta- talk about it all, buddy. Somebody told me not to park in the Target parking lot because they will tow my car, but I didn't see that until after I parked my car at the Target parking lot. So a little bit apprehensive that I'm going to return to Orlando in three days and I will not have my vehicle shoot four days and Mm. my vehicle will not be there. So I haven't been able to sleep all that well. Uh, Other than that, Ira did a good job driving, I guess. Um, He picked up the car in Tallahassee, stopped and got a Diet Coke, picked me up in Orlando, and we still had to stop and get gas. But we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about. We're going to talk about price. Love you. Tread lightly. What's the matter with you? You got to spend like the next four days with that guy. I love you, Ira. Ira's the best. I gave him bad directions. We almost died. He keeps his cool. Uh, Literally, Ira is the absolute best. I love him. Practice was unique in the fact that we only got to see the first fifteen minutes, and then we were quickly chaperoned out of there. All of us, uh, and by all of us, I mean us and the Miami media uh, that were on site there, Corey. you know, you folks saw the video, I think, from the guys getting off the bus and who was there, who was not, and some of the practice footage. Cool stuff. Hey, Charles Lester's here. Luke Cromanhawk's here. Camden yeah. Fryer's here. Um, they're practicing. They're not going to be able to play. But I think you you were just on a you were just knocking out home runs on Twitter on Tuesday afternoon, Corey. Just once that depth chart came out, I mean. I, I feel I don't know what y'all did wrong, what we all did wrong, Corey, t- to deserve the fate that we have been handed now in covering this football game. It's I, bleak. Um, mm. It's 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 we're not having a great time out here right now, man. Not having a great time. Well, I can't wait to come down then. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, War Chant's going to have more people there than the Florida State 
I don't know, backfield, <laughs> scholarship me. backfield players. Yeah. Um, we'll have as many there as uh, they do. Uh, yeah, man, you know, we – I, you know, I wrote about it. Um, it's just – there's never been a team quite like this. Opt-outs are always a problem. The portal is always a problem. Um, but this is supersized. This is a mockery of a football game, which in one aspect, it's like kind of – it's like a form of protest. Hmm. Like all these guys that have – like Renato Green – uh, you know, he, he he's not on the depth chart, so we kind of got a suspicion. He had been practicing, by the way, uh, at least the two that we saw. He was out there at practice, but he announced on Twitter uh, on Tuesday that he was not playing, um, but we knew that anyway because we saw the depth chart that they released, and he wasn't on it. Uh, but it's like, you know, that guy's not a first-round pick. Might not even be a second-day pick, but he's probably going to be an NFL draft pick. And he's just – it's a bummer. I don't want to say that I'm excited or happy or I'm, I'm understanding why all these guys, even the Renardo Greens, maybe even the Jarian Joneses of the world, um, have decided to opt out of this game even though they are not Jalen Ramsey um, or Dalvin Cook. They are not guys that are guaranteed to be millionaires next year. But it's, frustra- it's frustrating in the sense that you know, I just read a quote. Before we started recording, I read a quote from Kirby saying that every healthy player they have has told him they're going to play. Mm. Now, he said completely healthy, which might give somebody like Brock Bowers or McConkey or somebody like that like a, some wiggle room to not play but not opt out on their team. But you look at that depth chart, Aslan. I mean, come on now. They had – the Florida State offense scored 57 touchdowns this year. 57. The players on that depth chart accounted for eight of them. This is say, a, say that again, please. 57 touchdowns that were scored by the Florida State offensive football team this past season in 13 games. Eight of them were scored by the guys that are now still on the roster and on that depth chart. And you're playing Georgia. So take this game for what it's worth. Um, I, I hope, I'm not telling people not to go. If you're down there, if you got tickets, be excited. You do get to cheer for your team. But just know this is not the team not close, not even a semblance of what we saw throughout this season. It's hard to imagine how it could be competitive. Uh, as, as you saw on the depth chart, uh, and we knew that he had not practiced when we saw him, um, Toa Feely isn't even going to play. So now you're starting, your backfield is, according to the depth chart, Keziah Holmes is your starter, who I don't know, had 50 carries this year, 30, how many in meaningful moments. And then his backup is Samuel Singleton, who didn't play meaningful snap all year, true freshman. The other two running backs on the depth chart are Ja'Kai Douglas and Joshua Burrell, who if you don't follow Florida State that closely, and of course you do, you're listening to this show, they're wide receivers. And they're your other your, – your depth chart at running back now is Keziah Holmes, who barely played, Samuel Singleton, who did not play, and then two wide receivers. Your quarterback depth chart is a third-string true freshman and two walk-ons. Again, you're at the Orange Bowl playing Georgia. So it is a game. It's a football game. It's a chance to cheer for the team that you love and are pat and impassioned about. And shout-out to the offensive linemen. They're all playing, apparently. And shout-out to everybody else that's on that depth chart that stuck around. Even Josh Burrell, man. Like, shout-out to that kid. He's there, at least. He's going to play against Georgia, um, apparently. So it's, you know, but but it feels almost like um, without saying we're going to sit out the game, 
and forfeit the money that is owed to you by the New York Six and the ACC for playing in the Orange Bowl, it's almost as if they're all sitting out. They're basically protesting by sitting out the game. I don't think that was a decision, like a mass decision. It kind of just, I think it trickled into this. But it, it almost works as a protest. This is not a football game. This is not what the Orange Bowl had in mind. This is not what the powers that be in college football had in mind when they started the playoff and kept these other New Year's Six games intact. They did not want to see one team where all uh, ten, ten, ten of its starters and like 21 really contributing players on, on the two deep or close to it so far that we know of are not playing in this game for Florida State. So thanks for the, thanks for the snub in that conference room. This is what you get. Oh, man. Um, a lot to unpack there. Hopefully, you folks haven't tuned us out. We're not going to be totally depressing today, I promise. But it's depressing, man. Look at that depth chart. Just for this game. The season was awesome. This game, looking at that depth chart, come on, man. Well, to your point, like, this is not necessarily a unique Florida State problem, right? You know, you're going to have opt-outs. You're going to have guys that have NFL aspirations. But nobody has the amount of like grief, if you will, when it comes to what you performed and how you've been rewarded by that right. performance as Florida State. I Maybe it's the cynic in me. I think maybe you're putting a, a better spin on it that maybe people it's more palatable because I know so many people, I don't know if they were joking or not, wanted this team to forfeit the game, don't show up, make this a protest, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know, you know, I like the way you're trying to say that maybe it somehow has become that, like may, unintentionally. Right. As, But I've, my feeling is, guy, I think guys are looking around and they're like, man, I, I am not a second-day pick, as Corey said, perhaps. You know what probably makes me definitely not a second-day pick? Allowing five catches for 143 yeah. yards and two touchdowns on a 4 p.m. game where I think there's nothing else being televised. That's that's the disappointing thing because even if that's going through their heads right now, that was not going through their heads the last 13 games of the season. So it, it feels weird or disingenuous to, to now call into question their heart because they all played their rear ends off, their balls with a Z for mm. 13 weeks. So it's really hard to, to nitpick at them walking away from it now. But at the same time, it's, man, we thought that what, Mike was building here was so special. This team had such a special close bond. Now, listen, you know, there's part of me that was like, you know, maybe Jared versus and Keanu, like, you're going to say, F it. Like, let's just run it back, man. Like, we'll at least play a half, and we'll see what happens. Because, like, I love you guys, and I don't want us to go out with a loss. Like, I, I want to fight and, and, and show everybody just how great we are. To now where you, you pointed out, like, you've lost, whatever, 87% of your production on offense, and your depth chart just looks like a team – that is probably going to have a lot of problems against a Georgia team that seemingly is going to be fully intact. So here we are. Yeah, again, I think I think when it comes down to what makes this Florida State opt-out situation so unique, and I think like a, a one-off, uh, there won't be another uh, – uh, I don't think there'll be – well, there won't be because there won't be another undefeated team that ever gets left out of a playoff again in the history of sports, in the history of football. Well, in the history of sports, really. There will never be another undefeated team that doesn't at least get a chance to play for a championship. So in that regard, Florida State is leaving historical. They're 13 and – again, you know what I mean? Like yeah. a playoff team, a baseball team goes undefeated. They probably make the NCAA tournament. 
A basketball team undefeated, yeah, they're in the NCAA tournament. A football team undefeated, even a Liberty or an Old Dominion or a uh, UTEP or Cincinnati, they're going to be in a 12-team playoff. Florida State is the last team. Maybe the only – they are the only Power 5 team. Uh, But not – you know, it happened in the 80s and 90s some when they had to decide and vote on it. But they did – when they didn't have the playoff, that that will be an undefeated team that got left out of the playoff. This will never happen again. So this is a unique one-off, and I don't think it's a um, a testament to a culture that has been built or not built. I don't think I don't think a Renardo Green and Akeem Dent and Fabian Lovett are say when they opt out of playing in the bowl game are that that's an indictment of Florida State. I think it's an indictment of the system and an indictment of college football. And they're not saying no to playing for Florida State. They're saying no to playing another game in this system, the system that just screwed them. I think it's that. I I don't think – because, I mean, I I don't know that we could argue that Mike Norvell hasn't built a big culture. Like, if you're Renardo Green, why go play in this game when you – I mean, what's it going to take to win, Aslan? What's it going to take to win? Does he have any hope that his team is going to be able to beat almost a fully functional Georgia team without all the best players? So after playing 13 year, you know, 13 weeks and not healthy all the time, you can say that for all these guys, most of these guys, um, you know, he's going to go lay it on the line one more time for a college football system that completely devalued anything he just accomplished. He's got nothing left to prove, I guess. Like Brock Lynn has something to prove. Keziah Holmes has something to prove. They haven't done anything. They have a chance to go play a college football game and get better and improve and, and maybe stake a claim to a starting spot next year or at least a prominent backup spot. Renardo Green's out anyway. Akeem Dent's gone anyway. What do they have to get? What do they have to gain to play in regards to the college football system? That's what you know what I mean? Like this the what co- the college football powers that be that left them out. It's almost like they don't want to give them the satisfaction of playing in this meaningless game that they deem meaningless when they let them out of the playoff. I mean, that sounds great. I mean, it's a great salvo, but I mean, I'd like to think that they're taking a stand. I think it's more being selfish, which they're inclined and they've they've earned the right to be. They've earned the right to be. I don't want you to think that I'm sitting here saying they all got together and said, let's screw the college football system. In this instance, yes, they're being selfish. But – so, you know, selfish in a in a very reasonable, logical way. Right, right. You know, that's that's my point. I guess I was making. They've done plenty for Florida State University and for Mike Norvell's program, and they have helped build a culture. Um, but they're being selfish in that. Once Jared Verse says he's not playing, once Keon Cole, I mean, you know, he's not on the depth chart, but I guess he hasn't still declared. I don't know what's going on there. Johnny Wilson, Tate, Jordan Travis is hurt. Um, you know, all these other guys that have left. What's the what's the incentive to stay? What's the incentive for Malcolm Ray to stay if he's going to go in the transfer portal? You know, film, I guess. But I mean, Renardo doesn't need film. Akeem doesn't need film. You don't think Renardo Jarian, Green's, Jarian's Renardo not on the depth chart either? Five games. I mean, it wouldn't he hurt to have another good game. Games. It wouldn't hurt to have another good game. We all you could use better. You just laid tape. out why it might hurt to have another game. But I'm the loser doing the podcast. I'm not the high level Division One athlete that should have confidence in myself and my coaches and my teammates. I mean, I think when you're looking, when you're Renardo Green, and you're like, man, it might be a little tougher to cover these guys for five and a half seconds if we don't have the pass <laughs> rush, if we don't have Jared Burst and Fabian Lovett and 
And I mean, Braden Fisk is on the depth chart, so hopefully he plays. Patrick Payton's on the depth chart, but Marvin Jones isn't available. Daryl Jackson's finally going to yeah. be unleashed, man. So there, I mean, there will be reasons to watch this game, and there'll be they, they'll have some play. They'll have players in this game like Bethune, Deloach, uh, Azaria Thomas. Again, Azaria Thomas is a sophomore. If Azaria Thomas was a junior and thinking and probably going to the NFL draft, I doubt he plays in this game, man. But he's a sophomore. He's got a reason to compete. He's got a reason to play. What has Kalen Deloach got a reason to play? He's got plenty of film out there. Yeah, I, you know, I yeah, I don't know. You know, I I can understand why he wouldn't. Right. Um, I'm glad he is, though. Maybe we shouldn't um, say it out loud, Kalen. Yeah, you don't play. jinx it. But yeah. but I'm glad he is. I just I think my the overarching point is there's never been a team. At least in our in the I don't know in the last twenty years I'm sure there were teams that were screwed before, uh, but clearly there have been plenty of teams that have been screwed or left out before. The Auburn team from '04 was undefeated; it didn't get to play. Um, but there's never been a there, there's never been a team in the playoff era that got slighted like this and got completely kind of told that none of what they did mattered. Nothing they just accomplished mattered in the eyes of the people that make these playoff. Um, these these playoff matchups and these bowl matchups, they didn't care that you just went 13-0. So then why do you care about their bowl game? You know, again, if Renardo Green was my kid and he's going to be a third or fourth round pick, I'd leave it up to him, but I would probably suggest, man, like what else? You just started 26 straight games for this football team. You helped them win 19 games in a row. You've done enough. Let, let Azaria get some work. Let Quindarius get some work if he's a vet. You know what I mean? Like, I just I, – I understand. I, again, I'm not saying I'm happy about it. I don't want you guys to think I'm sitting here cheerleading what college football postseason has become. I'm not. It sucks. It absolutely sucks. But this is what I thought was going to happen at 1227 when Alabama popped up on that screen. I just thought it was going to look a whole lot like this because I, it was a heartbroken team with no motivation – playing a very good team, and you also are now down to your third-string quarterback. And we haven't even talked about Tate yet. Did, did we use the thing yesterday for our podcast? We did not. We did not. Oh, you lied to me then. Well, I was thinking about it. It was Christmas. I used up all my uh, wireless hotspot data, so it just, you know, we got here at like midnight too. So I thought maybe Norvell's interview next to the jet airplane was a little bit more pertinent at the time. Than- sure. All right. But we we can talk about Tate. Let's let's get in a better mood. Let's let's crack open a Vitamin Energy Mood Plus. Uh, buy one get one free. VitaminEnergy.com promo code WarChant Bogo. WarChant B O G O. You got all those Visa gift cards and you're stocking everybody. What are you gonna do with all of it? You can use the Visa gift card over at VitaminEnergy.com and you can buy one and get one free when you use that promo code WarChant Bogo. Buy any item, get one of equal or lesser value for absolutely free. It's been set up by our great friends at VitaminEnergy.com that are Florida State alums. All ACC performers. Uh, ACC hopefully no much longer for Florida State. Maybe that'll be something that comes down the pipe here and helps us, or the pike rather, and helps us feel better about ourselves. But in the meantime, we're going to take Vitamin Energy Mood Plus, the world's first and only clinically proven energy shot to help reduce brain fog, boost your energy, boost your immune system, boost your focus, and help improve your mood. Yeah, happiness, some say, in a bottle. It's vitaminenergy.com. It's energy with benefits. Shake it and take it. Use the promo code again, WarChantBogo, when you head over to vitaminenergy.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, so Tate Rodemaker, a bit of a odd timing with his announcement. Before I guess we get to him, Jarian, was Jarian on the depth chart? No. I went and looked at uh, Jarian's um, Twitter to make sure he didn't, like, pull down his heartfelt, like, I love you, Florida State, Orange Bowl, and then I'm out this mug. Uh, It's still up there. So let's go, Jarian. Hope you're out there, buddy. Let's make some plays. Uh, all right, moving to quarterback then, Corey. Uh, Tate Rodemaker, uh, I guess any other thoughts that ruminated in your mind uh, after we spoke on Christmas night going into the day after Christmas and now as we sit here the 27th? Uh, yeah, again, man, I I, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm just going to keep saying the same stuff. I, I do hope, as I said in that video that we, we put on uh, our War Chant YouTube page, uh, I do hope people appreciate what he did for the, what he did. Like, it's just how rare it is uh, for a kid with any type of ability at all to stay at a program as a backup for four years. The, the P.T. Willis's, Danny Cannell's, Chip Ferguson's of the world that, that were all throughout the dynasty, that doesn't happen anymore. That's not the world we live in. Um, so for him to stay here for four years, and uh, not content to be a backup, but willing to be a backup, knowing he was playing behind one of the best quarterbacks in the country, waiting his turn uh, that he was hoping was coming. Uh, just, you know, I, I just want to laud him and praise him for doing that. Um, and, yeah, you know, he won, a, he won a game at Louisville, and he won a game in the Swamp. He kept them, he helped keep them undefeated. Um, that's the, I hope that's never forgotten uh, for because he bailed on the team four or five days before they played in what is clearly a meaningless game. Um, the same time, the timing could have been better. But, you know, I was thinking about that because I saw some people on Twitter complaining about how he was taking first-team reps oh, yeah. from Brock Glenn. But it's like, as we know, because we watch these practices, they all share reps. Number ones, what in the world is a first-team rep at Florida State football right now? What does that even look like? Hey, Ja'Kai, here's a toss sweep. Like, this isn't the first-team offense anybody's working with. There are no marquee-guaranteed starters at wide receiver. Like, ah, oh, you got to work with Destin and Hakeem and Van. I mean, who knows who's going to be playing and where they line up. You're just throwing to receivers. Um, but there aren't many to throw to anyway. But that being said, um, you know, they do when they practice. It's not like Brock – it's not an NFL practice where Brock Glenn just sits there and eats an apple as the backup – while the starter goes through all the sets and all the calls against the scout team and makes all the throws. They always share reps, always. Jordan Travis shared reps with Tate all season long, and the dude was a Heisman candidate. So this it, it's not like Brock Glenn was only getting 25% of the reps. And if Tate had declared two weeks ago, it's not like they would have Brock Glenn throwing every pass in practice anyway. I mean, you don't want to throw – you don't want your quarterback throwing 300 balls a day then his arm's going to be dead. So they wouldn't. They would have split his reps anyway with his backup because that's how football practice works. So Brock Glenn still got plenty of work with the quote unquote ones, um, at least during the two practices we saw. At the same time, yeah, it probably would have been nice if. Uh, it, it, it's clear to me that Norvell was taken aback by it. He doesn't typically tweet. 
yeah. stuff like he tweeted on Christmas. It's pretty obvious. You know, he's tweeting Nick Cage memes that he was a little bit annoyed by it. Um, but like, I mean, life goes on. I, I imagine, I imagine Tate Rodemaker was annoyed that Cam Ward was on campus uh, ten days ago. By the way, Cam, any day now, my man. What are we waiting on? Uh, anyway, j- any news, man? Come on, we'd love it to be good news, but just any news at this point. But so you understood both sides. You understood why Tate felt the need he wanted to leave because he felt like he was being recruited over. You also understand the coach's side. But he side knew that of- he knew that a week ago, Corey. So. And this is me kind of being devil's advocate here. I just wonder, like, what offer is out there that he might get that he would not get six days from now if he plays this game? No, I, I don't know. But I, I was going to say that's why you also understand the coaches being annoyed because I have to imagine, I just have to, they had conversations with Tate all throughout the portal process telling them what they were doing at quarterback, who was coming in. They did not want him to find out via social media. So I assume they talked to him and told him where he stood. I assume he – he must have guaranteed them or told them, yeah, I'm going to play for you guys. And that's why he was still there practicing. Otherwise, they would have let him hit the road 10 days ago. And I bet they would have shepherded him through the portal too, man. Like, listen, like, yes. hey, like, this is what we're doing. We're, You know we're bringing these guys in. You can compete for the job. But listen, man, if, if it's not for you, you don't have to play this game. And it's like, no, man, I'll, I'll play the game. All right, we'll play the game. We'll After it's done, stick around. Compete for the job. If not, we will we will write you the recommendation and get you wherever you want to go, man. We'll try our best, you know. And then here we are now, yeah, third string true in freshman this, in this dumb dumb situation. That right. co- I, you know, I was thinking about like, wouldn't it be nice if somebody could just take a step? Somebody somewhere could grab a hold of this sport and shake it like a snow globe into uh, yeah, etch a sketch. Right, but, but right, like just start over or shake it into um, co- some common sense. Yeah. Like have somebody be like, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't start the portal season uh, two weeks before the playoffs or the bowl games. Or maybe NIL shouldn't be tied up into portals. And maybe you shouldn't be able to just transfer every year everywhere you want to go, as apparently is the case now. Um, where they just the NCAA actually said that like multiple time transfers are now free to go anywhere they can enter the portal right now and get eligible just like that. So maybe you could maybe as we get into the NFL light version of this sport that it's been heading down to for years, we could all figure out a way to make it like the NFL where the like man Mike Norvell every coach I shouldn't just say Mike Norvell you know what he's gonna have to turn over half his roster. For for next year, after coming on, having such a good two-season run, now you just don't know what your roster is even going to be. You can't develop and plan. Like, even NFL teams get to be like, okay, well, we got him for three more years, so we can develop him. We know we can pencil him into our lineup for 2025 because he's under contract. Meanwhile, you have no idea from one week to another who's on your team. And by the rule, letter of the law, the rules – um, that are winked at and nodded is is like, okay, well, you know, we can go. That guy looks good. Let's go get him. The guy that we just played that beat us. Let's go get him, and we can get him in, in two months, and he can be our quarterback next year. Looking at you, Cassianos. You're you're able to transfer now, buddy. You don't you don't you fall into that two time transfer rule. So if they if they whiff on uh, the other guys they brought in, sorry, Boston College. But that's how life, you know, that's how life works. And it just, this game is out, this sport is out of control. 
It is absolutely out of control. But I am very excited about the 12-team playoff. Mm. I, I am excited about that, but the roster retention, the roster op, opt-outs, uh, the roster addition, subtraction, it used to be when you were a fan of a program, you got excited about a, a kid showing some signs as a freshman that he might be something someday. Now at all of them, literally all of them, you wonder, okay, is he even going to be on campus in two weeks? Because he showed some promise, and maybe there's some more money out there, or maybe there's some more playing time out there. I don't know, man. I it just I was thinking about that. Like this is this is just crazy that this is how this sport works. The second biggest sport in this country works like a free for all every day of every week of every month of every year. It's preposterous. And go get them, Brock Glenn. I believe in you, dog. Go get them. Show Georgia what what they missed out on. What do you think, what percentage, I mean, we're not the only angsty podcast out there right now, I feel like, but we're probably the most angsty podcast, most angsty fan base. And again, it's nobody else went 13-0 and and got left out of the playoff. I mean, that said, though, I mean, what percentage of, of fans out there do you think feel this way? Maybe not this magnitude, but believe the sport is broken. Because I don't know if Georgia fans are that mad. I don't know if... You know, Oregon fans are really that mad about things. I mean, how much of what we're well, experiencing is, is being looked through the prism of the fact that, you know, of the snub? Well, here's the thing, though, because I'm not even mad. I'm not mad. Like, Florida State has done better by the portal in NIL than you could argue any team in the country. From where they came from to now 13-0 and and should have been in the playoff in two years, three years, That's all. that's mostly because of the portal. And it helps to have a really healthy collective. And obviously the coaching is a big part of it and evaluation and development. But the portal was a monster. So Florida State has done right by the portal. Um, so it's not lamenting like, oh, man, Florida State's losing all the – it's just, you know, with the opt-outs, you, you combine players not playing in bowl games anymore, which, again, it is their right. And you, you, it's crazy that they, play, they played in them for as long as they did considering the, the meaning of those games. You have that – coinciding with portals, coinciding with these crazy NIL deals, and it's all free agency all the time. It's just hard to get your hooks into a team. Um, and I'm talking about all over the country, not Florida State, because, again, Florida State's done right by the portal. But look at that roster. like it, Look at that depth chart, and then think about next year, how they're going to be, I don't know, man, 35 new faces? 30 new faces? 35? I guess that's just the natural – Cycle of college football, it just seems it just seems a bit off right now. And as somebody that's old like I am in my forties, um, you know, I just it 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 makes me long for a simpler time, but I also understand this is what happens when it, when people are making billions of dollars and coaches are making seven point two million dollars a year. With money comes stuff like this. So it's not a surprise. Players are looking out for themselves finally. Um but it's just it's not the sport we've grown up with. And I hope, more than anything, I hope there can be some parameters put in place to make sure, you know, like multiple-time transfers to me is just ridiculousness. It's just ridiculous. I think a national uh, a letter of intent should be a one-year contract, which, like, you know, right now K.J. Bolden could transfer to Florida State if he wanted. Like right this moment? Right this second. Yeah. It means nothing. The paper he signed on means nothing. 
So either the, these collectives have to come out, and I think they're going about this. They're going to start getting these contracts signed where you can't leave for a certain amount of time, or you forfeit your ability to make money at the school you go to. And most players won't be willing to do that. So you actually have a contract where they're at least there for a year or two or whatever you want it to be. But right now it is just utter chaos. Um, that said, I'm on here complaining that they haven't they, – uh, the Washington State quarterback hasn't decided to come to Florida State. Set. So I get it. I'm a hypocrite. Um, it's just hard. You, it's just I was thinking about like Kirby Smart because somebody mentioned him. Would he ever? Would he ever want to go to the NFL? And I'm like, you know what? If you'd asked me that three years ago, I'd have been no chance. He's living life. He gets he gets eight first round picks a year instead of just one. He can monopolize all the best talent in the South and bring up juggernauts. But now you think about he's got to recruit his. It's a never-ending cycle. He's got to recruit everybody on his roster every year. And they can go from – even if he gets a transfer. It used to be if you got like a, a Jared Burst, he couldn't transfer again because he's already transferred. Well, with this new rule, you get Jared Burst. He, like Marvin Jones, maybe he has a great year next year, has 11 sacks. Maybe he wants to transfer back to Georgia. Nothing you can do about it. It's just a stupid – it's a stupid system. That's all. And I'm, I am upset because this – I guess I shouldn't be, man. Let's just go into this Orange Bowl like it's a spring game. They honestly shouldn't even keep score. Um, it'll be interesting to see how Kirby plays it and coaches it, if he's going to be an ass about it or if he's going to be understanding that Mike doesn't have most of his offense yeah, and a lot of his team. It'll be interesting to see how he plays this. I was asking that uh, to Ira on the, the, the drive down here. I was like, do you think there is like a, a bit of sympathy within the coaching fraternity that, that – Kirby might not. I'm not saying do the right thing, but he like might call the dogs off like in, sometime in the in the second half if it does get out of hand. And Ira, which I don't know, are you guys doing several headlines? We didn't do it. today's no, Wednesday, no. Um, so I don't want I don't want to steal what he would say on the, the headline show. Several headlines, everybody, uh, sponsored by uh, Register Sausage. Shout out and Birch Orthodontics. And Thank Birch you, Orthodontics. Well done. Yeah, um, I know you're always shouting out Vine there and G and CP on sure on headlines. Yep. It's only fair. But he was like, man, he's like, I don't think so. He's like, I'm, I'm sure they want to also show to the committee, maybe to a little bit of a lesser degree, because nobody else has the the anger of a thousand sons like Florida State Twitter currently does. But Georgia also wants to maybe show that committee, hey, you guys screwed up by leaving us out too. And there's also the fact that Florida State is now a formidable program once again, and they're not too far away from your talent base. So you probably want to help uh, your yeah. cause and deter recruits from thinking that you're know, like, hey, like, sure, Florida State was back for two years, but look what happened when they played us. Don't worry about the fact that they didn't have you know 95 percent of their talent that got them 13 and 0, kid. But you know, look at this. But I don't know. I, I would hope that you know they may just start handing the ball off if it's a two three possession game in the fourth quarter with you know. Ten minutes left. Just you know, let's just get out of here. Man, that would be something if it was a two possession game in the fourth quarter. Uh, <laughs> that would be incredible. That'd be like the the miracle movie. You know, um, you know, Rocky went into the first fight against Apollo. He just wanted to go the distance with Creed. Yeah, that's all. He yeah. just I want to show that I can go the distance. And he didn't want to get his nose broken, right? Because he had right. never had his nose broken. Yeah, something like that too. Correct. And he did. He went the distance, didn't he? He did. So, I mean, is it just like let's just cover? I like cover. Oh man, I douse. Norvell and Powerade bum rush the stage where they present yeah. the trophy. And be like, this is ours. We deserve it. We're out. We'll see you folks in Ireland in eight months. So, months. in in all seriousness, I do think when you do look at this game, like, I you do have your starting offensive line. 
and you do have a kid that might be in the mix to be your starting quarterback next year. He certainly signed with Florida State in 2023 thinking 2024 would be his opportunity to wrestle the job away. He knew it would be a quarterback battle, and right now he's battling no one. Um, I mean, Luke's there, I guess. And that's cool, by the way, that Croman Hawk gets mm-hmm. to gets to practice along with Charles Lester um, and Cam Fryer. But uh, – but so you do get Brocklin with a with a with more time to be ready for this game, where it's not like a secret that he's going to play. The whole team knows he's going to play. It's out there he's going to play, and he does. You know he's got these young wide receivers to throw to. So it is a, it is an opportunity that for them to showcase themselves a little bit. It is a really tough task. Like, look, man, if Kirby Smart was coaching uh, Texas San Antonio, which is a decent program. That defense would be well coached and pretty hard to move on. Well, Kirby Smart is coaching Georgia and has had three weeks to prepare. Although I don't know what kind of film he's even what is he even watching right now to prepare <laughs> right. prepare for this Florida State offense. Um, but just the Keziah Holmes highlight runs, like the the the, the four touchdowns that he scored. Um, but uh, yeah, so I. I it's going to be tough. Kirby Smart is a very, very good defensive coach, and he's got NFL players he gets to coach. Uh, Brock Lynn is a true freshman who has thrown 15 or 16 competitive passes in college, going with a bunch of receivers who have done nothing this year, literally almost nothing. Um, it's going to be – it's obviously going to be a challenge, but it will be cool, like, no matter the score, if one of two of those receivers, or if Brock Glenn makes a couple of special plays – like, just starts looking – because it, it is 14th game in. They're not really true freshmen anymore. They have been on – I mean, Brock Glenn had to miss a couple weeks, months because he was injured in practice, so he didn't get all the reps that he would have gotten otherwise. But it is cool that they get a chance to have a moment. Maybe maybe it won't be – maybe it won't matter. Maybe they won't have one. But if they, if they can make a couple of plays against this defense and against this defensive coach in this game, then that should buoy you a little bit for your thoughts on the future. But it's just hard to look at this game as anything that means anything because it's not the team that just went 13-0, and mm. and it's certainly not going to be the roster that you have next season. Yeah. So it's just like a one-off of just trying to glom things together and see what you can come up with. But it for the individual players, it could be a big deal if Hakeem Williams has a 71-yard touchdown or Van Travius has four catches for first downs. Like, that's something to build on. Yeah. I mean, I don't think irony is the proper word, but you know, there was moments throughout the season where teams were clearly outmanned playing Florida State when they were at full strength. And, you know, we would sit here and talk about how could they win and it was always like they're gonna have to muddy it up. They're gonna have to I think Boston College, again, they were maybe the only team that was clearly inferior to Florida State and had a game plan to try to mitigate some of that and was able to get pretty close to it. But Florida State kinda helped them out and was a little bit sloppy with the ball. But Boston College also had a bunch of penalties, too, so they didn't help their cause. But, like, you know, we were kind of, like, critical of, of, of these teams and what they're trying to do. Like, hey, man, you, you know, subbing guys on late and trying to milk more clock off. Like, I have got absolutely no problem at all if Florida State wants to play that kind of football game on the 30th. Uh, I don't know if that's calling it playing to win. I don't think it's playing – I don't think it's playing the game scared – but man, if they need, if they want to play like a ball control, keep the ball away from Georgia, let's get this game over as quickly as possible, kind of thing. Not in terms of a, a painless sixty minutes, but just like let's keep that clock running and make it, you know, very few possessions and see if we can capitalize on more of our possessions than they can. 
I've got no problem doing that. I wonder if Mike will go to that length to keep this game competitive and try to win it, or if he'll go like 2020 Norvell, where he like remember all those moments where like yeah. clearly they were they couldn't win games, but he's like, man, we're gonna we're gonna learn the hard way, we're gonna grow from this, and we're gonna we're gonna play the way I want us to play when I think we have a team that's capable of winning a national championship, which he ends up having you know three years later, but you know not in the ultimate prize. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to know. I don't know that he's ever – nobody. I don't know that any coach has ever entered a game quite like this where half of your starters from your win against Florida, your regular season finale to go 13 or 12-0 and to finish off a 12-0 and season, half of your starters are not playing two games later. Um, and some of their backups aren't there either. Um, so, I, I, you know, I know he, you know he expects them to compete. He expects them to play hard. Um, yeah, maybe he even expects them to win. I don't know. I, 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 I just don't know. But I, I know he's probably he's never gone into a game like this before, and I don't think he's kind of wired that way to just be like capitulate, to just wave a white flag. Now, he might in the middle of the second quarter or the middle of the third quarter, he might be like, okay, let's just get this over with. But he'll start that game trying to win it. Uh, you know, they're not there. There have been 28 point underdogs that have won football games right now. Florida State's like a 16 and a half. So it wouldn't be out. And they do have Daryl Jackson and Braden Fisk and Patrick Payton. They do have three guys on the defensive line and Bethune and Deloach. Uh, so you have a lot of your top front seven and you have Shaheem. I mean, your your defense probably has seven ish starters. Fentrell Cypress still available. Yeah, Azari yeah. Thomas. Those are those are good corners. Um, your safeties are, you know, well, Shaheem and then, you know, Knowles or Hussey, you're going to play one of those guys. So the secondary, the, the defense will look like a reasonable facsimile. You just lost your special. Um, number five is special. Number five is a first-round pick. And number five can take over a game and help you compete with and maybe even beat a team that is more talented from you than you from top to bottom, which Georgia is. Georgia would have been anyway. Even if Florida, all of Florida State's players, including Jordan Travis, were playing in this game, Georgia's still from one to eighty-five more talented. But you had some real special juice on both sides of the ball, uh, we, we, all over the field on offense. And then Verse is obviously a pretty special talent on defense, and you just you don't have that. But they should compete defensively. Uh, I, I do think they should compete defensively. It's just going to be it's hard to imagine them moving the ball offensively. Um, Consistently, hard, yeah. almost impossible to think about that um, because they didn't do it against Louisville in a in a much more important game with a lot better players yeah. on offense in Brock Glenn at quarterback. You know what I mean? He had yeah. Johnny and Keon and Trey and Toa Feely and Jaheim Bell. Yeah. You know, your five best skill players are all gone. They're not on the team anymore, and now you're playing Georgia. So it seems hard to imagine them being able to move the ball consistently, but they might hit a couple big plays. Hakeem and Vandravius and Destin, for all we know, are going to be in the NFL in three years. So they have some talent. It'll be cool for them to actually go do it on a, in a, on a field against a team like Georgia. But I wonder, with Norbell and his thinking, I think he sees how it goes, sees, sees if Brock is overwhelmed or if he seems poised, and you go from there. Because you don't want to be – you don't want to embarrass the kid either. Like if Brock clearly doesn't have it, and he's throw like the like Brock Purdy, the another Brock, Oof. um, uh, the other night where he clearly wasn't playing well, and I don't think he's 100 percent healthy. You know they they ended up benching him in the game. Uh, he's an MVP candidate, but they benched him because he just wasn't seeing it. It wasn't a good day. They were behind. Why do this to him? Why keep running him out there? So not not that I think they they would bench 
Brock Glenn in this game. I'm saying that if it's not going well and you're down by a lot in the third quarter and he can't seem to get right, that's when I think Norvell starts thinking about the future. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, okay, this is this is we're not winning this game. Let's get it over with. I think that maybe that clicks in the third quarter if they're down by a lot. But they might be up by three in the third quarter, gang. Yeah. And we're I'm going to write a book about this game hmm. if they beat Georgia. That is my well, – Aslan will do a full-length documentary. <laughs> I will. I will. And I will write a book yeah. that you can buy on Amazon about this game if, if they beat Georgia. We're going to go off on a high note, I promise, everybody. Uh, first, though, mybookie.ag, promo code WARCHANT. Use that instant cash deposit bonus. Gives you more bones to play with over at mybookie.ag. Live betting, live casino, sportsbook, futures, everything. We don't have the uh, line on the Georgia Tech-Florida State game to start 2024 yet, but hopefully soon. Pretty good games today later, Corey. Tulane, Virginia Tech. Mm. West Virginia, North Carolina. Southern Cal, Louisville. Oklahoma State, Texas A&M. Let's see here. I like Louisville. In that one. Do you? They're get, they're laying down seven, though. Yeah, man. I think they're going to beat. I mean, Caleb Williams isn't playing. Correct. Uh, their backup isn't playing. Oh, yeah. Um, well, their backup's it, playing. I think Malachi Nelson was third string. but yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I just thought <clears throat> that would be a good time for him to play. But uh, And then, you know, Louisville's got a good offensive line. they got a pretty good defensive line. I think it matters to them a little bit. I don't think they've had as many opt-outs and portal guys. Uh, and USC's defense is the worst in the country. So, okay. Plummer will light them up. North Carolina getting six and a half against West Virginia. I know they don't have Drake May. I think a few other guys. Um, I think Mack will play loose, though. I'll take six and a half points against West Virginia. And Oklahoma State, AM, Oklahoma State giving out two and a half. The over under is 54. To what AM? Texas AM. They made a bowl? They did. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Texas AM Commerce. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, no. <laughs> That's right. The Aggies. Uh, we're sure you folks have a feel on these games. Mm, Make your yeah. picks. Do it over at mybookie.ag. Again, promo code is WARCHANT. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, I'm going to try to go off on a high note here, Corey. Let's um, do it. I'm sorry I'm so negative. I don't even no, think I'm negative. I'm no, just being no. pragmatic. You it's are. just realistic and it's, it's uh, you know, it, it's just not an orange bowl. This isn't an orange bowl and it's, uh, it's just crazy that it's crazy. You know what made me mad, Aslan, that might might have sent me over the top? Seeing the pictures from reporters I follow as they fly into L.A. because they cover Alabama. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, mother effer, <laughs> you shouldn't be out there, man. That shouldn't be you on that plane. Now, I'm glad it's not me on that plane, but you shouldn't be out there uh, tweeting about flying into L.A. or like some Texas reporter tweeting about driving over to New Orleans. Yeah. That should be me in New Orleans, yep. not you. Anyway, yep. sorry. That and then looking at the bowl gift, which here is just going to be a tumbler. They're oh. giving us an orange bowl tumbler. Meanwhile, my buddies are probably going to have pullovers and backpacks and leather-bound oh, briefcases. Playoff hits different, man. The playoff hits different. We'll find all, all, all out about all about it next year. Our hospitality room, no pool table, no pinball machines. 
Uh, but they have a, a small bar, and there's three televisions and some sofas, so we'll take it. Okay. Um, but I'll, I'll be fine, everybody. But my thoughts here, though, Corey, is that – Oh, I thought that was the high note we were leaving on, <laughs> oh, is the no. hospitality room at the media hotel. <laughs> I know. Although there's a casino night here one night, Corey. I hope you and Steph are in town for it. You should come over and hang out and do it. Buddy, if I'm there for a casino night, I'll be at the actual casino. Well, I mean, you can hang out with your it's friends. Not that far. Yeah, I mean, uh, have yeah, your friends. You're right. I'm on Whatever. Cam Ward's silent commit being told to hold off until December 30th, like around 1 o'clock, because mm. how they forecast maybe this game going. Because I think if he commits today, commits tomorrow, commits at 8 p.m. after that game, I think it's – I think you want the juice going into that game. And not for your team, but for your fan base. I think maybe that helps. You don't want it to be like the chaser. You want it to be like, uh, you know, the shot, I guess. Okay. Thoughts right. on so that? That's, that's your that's, theory. That's my your theory. theory. That's my theory. If I was running the show and Cam was a silent commit to me, uh, yeah, I would I would not wait. I would be okay. like, you're, I want to see that. I want to see that post. I want to see you in your Florida State uniform, like squatting down with your hands up, looking at the camera, yeah. whatever you got with the, uh, the the dark face mask. Mm. I want to see all that, buddy. That's what I'm looking for. Committed in big letters. I don't want to wait until the uh, Orange Bowl. But if you are going to wait till the Orange Bowl, I, I, I disagree. I would do it at halftime. Okay. Because it's probably not going to feel good. It's not going to be a fun thing to watch, that offense anyway, for a half against Georgia. Florida State fans will probably be a little uh, dismayed. In, uh, it's sad, I think. Not dismayed, just sad because it's not the team you watched all year. But then you get news that Cam Ward is coming. Doesn't matter what happens in the second half. You're on to 2024. You're on to Georgia Tech. That's what you tell all your friends at the New Year's Eve party. That's what you tell all your friends at halftime of the Georgia game. If Cam Ward commits, you're like, you know what? I'm already thinking about Georgia Tech. I'm on to Ireland, baby. I don't worry about that. That's that's a uh, that that would be a great high note to end the season on Aslan. Oh. One of my buddies just tweeted that he arrived in New Orleans covering Texas, and now I'm hurt. Well, yeah, he's probably not going to have any fun in New Orleans. I don't know if this is repetitive, but on the way out, actually, no, we, we're going off on a high note. I'm not going to I'm not going to wind you up again. Okay, good, good. I, I gave you false information on on the the Tate video the other day. Everybody, I apologize. We did not speak to Alex Atkins yesterday. We're going to speak to him today, though. Mm. So we get Atkins. We're supposed to get Dimitri uh, as well. At 8 as, in the morning too, huh? Yeah, which nice is cool. It's, it's literally can walk right down the hotel. It's in the lobby, so it's – It's still it's, 8 in the morning. Yeah, well, I mean, come on, Corey. Let's – come on. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me have this. Let me have this okay. Sorry. small Sorry. victory. So, Dimitri, Darius, Maurice, Morlock, and we were supposed to get Tate Rodemaker. So, yeah. maybe we get Brock Glenn now. But that's 8 o'clock in the morning. They'll practice afterwards, too. Irish Ophel, myself, we're here, so we'll have all those interviews up there. Um, maybe we should ask Alex Atkins if there's something special to his style that all of his guys have decided to, to tough it out, stick mm, it out. Yeah, so. absolutely. And then we'll also we'll, – we'll, I think we might hang around and talk to George's defense, too, Corey, or maybe not. Who knows? Uh, they're practicing well, good luck well. either way, Aslan. I'll okay. be thinking about you. <laughs> all right, I appreciate it. That's a wrap for us. Jeff Cameron Show coming back on Thursday. Everybody, so just one other day of, of Jeff and Tom not being there for you, but it's okay. Thursday they shall return. Warchant.com, Ultimate Semble Sports Source. Subscribe. Everything is over there as well as Warchant TV. Hit the thumbs up. We'll do another pod tomorrow and the day after and the day after that as well. I don't think we're going to do a, a mailbag, Corey. I don't think we'll need to do one because we'll 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 be together. I think actually, but you probably won't be at this hotel. You've been a different hotel and right. I am. I'm sorry. Right. I still love you though, man. I know. I love you more. Okay. 
He's Corey Maslow. Thanks for listening to Wake Up War Champ, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill.